going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Hello, listeners, and welcome to a very special edition of the Varbar podcast. Of course, it is the event of world football. It is the World Cup, so we, of course, are going to be doing our preview. I'm Jake. I'm your resident Chelsea fan. This week, for this pod, I have the absolute honour of hosting the VBP boys. Let's hear from the lads today, Prez. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Drew. Yes, sir. Shalom. Talk to me. And then finally toast. Well gone, man. What's going on, people? That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Boys, I mean, th- this is a momentous World Cup, I think. I don't know about you, but the fact that the squad announcements are coming up, I'm I'm feeling a lot more actually hyped for it. I'm a lot more excited now. I'm seeing names on paper and we're actually getting very close. I mean, it starts on Sunday. This is the first ever Winter World Cup. So I'm not going to be dragged out of class to go and watch it with all the kids and all shit like that like it's the first ever world cup in a muslim country that's a massive momentous occasion i think we have to give credit to that it's the smallest ever world cup as well i mean seven of the eight stadiums are actually in doha like i think that was the main selling point or one of the main selling points i should say is that you can go and visit multiple games they're all close day yeah i think the Mm. furthest one away is 25 minutes on the metro so crazy that's lit you know it is is lit man it will be like no other other tournament if you're talking from like a travel between games perspective in it because most times Mm. you're you're going in between cities do you know what i mean so in terms of rest time jet lag whatever calm as well there is like going out there because obviously when i know especially england have a tradition of this but being very boozy during the world cup whereas being a Muslim country, you're not able to drink out there. So I think if it's not in a hotel bar or designated fan zones, you but you cannot be drinking whatsoever. So that lends itself to the whole atmosphere as well. It's it's going to be one of the most unique experiences. And I think that's sort of the way I'm trying to see it and trying to look at it. And that's getting me a bit more hyped for it. It's just this, like we may not see something like this happen for a long while, good or bad. So, sta- stadium drinking, no? No, apparently they're not serving them in stadiums. Fair. And also, I don't know if you saw it as well with the stadiums, like, I can't remember which ones exactly, but a lot of them, they're getting torn down straight after. Like, they're, they're being repurposed immediately. So, it's not going to be one of those ones like South Africa or Brazil where they've built new stadiums and then they're just empty. What a waste, man. <laughs> Why are they struggling to get them built on time anyway? Rest in peace to the workers, man. That hey, man. Hey, let's, not even, let's not even get man into it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we are not here to comment on the ethics or morality of this one. I think there's been more than enough dis- discussion of that, and it is vital discussion. But what we want to do is we want to give our analysis on the groups. So... On the weekend, we're going to be discussing the main game and start giving out some predictions for the major events. But this one, we just want to speak really on the squads that have been announced and just simply put like players that are going up that we expect to actually dominate or players that we don't think are going to do much. And that's the squads as well. 
and if there can be any surprises. So I think, boys, we might as well just kick it off from the start, and that's Group A. So in this group, you have the host, Qatar. I will be honest, lads, I looked at that squad list, and I, if I don't know ball, it's simply that I did not recognise a single name on that list. So for <laughs> me, I think that's going to be a big upset for them if they could do anything. Um, but we'll start, Andy, with your countrymen, the Netherlands. This is truly a new generation. Toast, you put this on my timeline. There's only one player that actually has Van in their name. Like Absolute scenes, man. <laughs> Football heritage in the gutter, boy. Yeah. <laughs> just not, it's just not okay. Luckily, there was a couple of Ds to get me through. But yeah, um, Andy, talk us through your squad, man. Yeah, uh, I mean... The squad is pretty much what most, um, I think, Dutch people um, expected. Uh, there were there were a couple of shockers, of course, uh, mainly being the goalkeepers department. Um, Sillison, um, who's you know after Van der Sar, who's been our uh, next best kind of thing, and even that is <laughs> not saying much to be honest. But he has been like a true servant for the Netherlands specifically, um, been a good goalkeeper for us, and. Um, yeah, he's he he hasn't made it, and yeah, that's it. That's been a huge um, talking point this past weekend because um, there's been various rumors going around. Apparently, he didn't take the news too well. Louis Van Gaal didn't really, um, yeah, he wasn't the one to call him. It was the goalkeeper's coach, and apparently, he went on a mad one, basically. So, yeah, uh, Silasa didn't make it into the team, which was questionable. So they they called up another goalkeeper who plays for Herefane. Um and he's in excellent form, to be fair to him. But he has got no experience on the international stage or at any decent level whatsoever. So that will be interesting to see. And then the other one, um, which was a talking point as well in terms of the attacking department, which was uh, Arnold Danjuma. Um, yeah. That one I'm a bit baffled about because he brought three target men in Wild Wechos, um, Luke de Jong, and who else? Another another tall striker, Vincent Janssen. That's it. Um, which in our in my, in my opinion, in most people's opinions, like there's no need. Um, Arnold Donjuma has been in excellent form. He was injured for the most part of 2022, but as soon as he was fit, as soon as he came back, he's been firing. So. Yeah, people are a bit baffed about that, but you know, Van Gaal's an excellent coach, and um, yeah, he he has his plans in it. Xavi uh, Simons and um, what's that IX midfielder called? Oh my days! But yeah, it's IX midfielder as well. Kenneth Taylor. Kenneth Taylor. That's it. Kenneth Taylor. These are the two debutants, um, specifically Xavi Simons. Um, he was targeted by Spain as well. Uh, but obviously he's, he's he's pulling up for Holland and uh, yeah I'm specifically happy to see that one and I hope he gets minutes man because he's he's going to be the joker out of, out of the pack so yeah um, excited times man excited times I'm looking to see what we're going to do this tournament fair enough man fair enough I, I mean we commented saying there was no there was only one person with Van in their name and then you're calling up a Kenneth Taylor like that's a bit of a mind blower for me, but hey ho. Um, yeah, I think for me that Netherlands squad, like say, like it's just it's the three target men. I, I when I looked at that, it just did not make sense. But it was just the mix of young names. It seems like you're in a bit of a 
like you're in the middle of an, a new generation starting like you're yeah. just waiting yeah. for that and this is the experience gainer tournament but i i like the look of it man to be honest i i think that's you can always guarantee the the cliche of dutch style of football with that and it it'll be easy on the eye that's the main thing yeah, man. I think uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. He's, I think he's preparing the youngsters for. I think Kuman is taken over from him when uh, Van Gaal. This this will be his last tournament, and then he will step up, step out, and then Kuman will take over. So he's just preparing these guys for Kuman, basically. So it's a good crop, man. Obviously, Jeremy Frimpong as well. Um, let's not forget he's he's also making his debut for Holland. So yeah, man. On, on, I'm looking on forward. Paper, on paper, the squad's very good, man. To be honest, so. Mm-hmm. interested to see what you guys can put together fair enough, fair enough. Um, we have uh, for me the second favourites in this group Senegal AFCON holders uh, but uh, is this being confirmed yet is Mane in or out I'm, I'm pretty sure he got called up right but does anyone actually know what his fitness level is like <laughs> he's basically yeah. there just in case they make it to the final. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's definitely in the squad, but hey, man, I, I don't think them men are expecting anything. So he's, anything he's really. actually injured. Yeah, yeah, he's injured. Mm. Yeah, he's injured, man. Yeah, I mean, but by Munich, I'm not happy wanna, about it, boy. You don't want to drop mm. your star player, so just take him for morale. You, I think you have to have him there, exactly, man. You have to have him for morale, man. Hundred percent. Okay, so let me flip this quickly. So if <laughs> if Harry Kane, for example, got injured in a similar way, do you think Southgate would still call him up? Yes. Yeah. You do? If, 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 yes. if, yes. if he probably wouldn't play till the final, I don't think so. I don't think so personally because, I mean, obviously, if we're talking depth, uh, you, would, you would presume England have obviously greater depth than um, Senegal, wouldn't it? So I think it's one of those ones where... Yeah, facts. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of almost have to take money as well as like a, if if they go far and he's able to play, but just from the morale kind of thing as well. Like, but it's not the same. Like, you couldn't justify bringing Kane and not playing him when you have a, a, a like a, a live and kicking Ivan Tony, for instance, not coming. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. so yeah. so yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, that, that is crazy because I think when I looked at the Senegal side, you've got. You have got like a collection of bigger names. Like you've got Koulibaly at centre back, and obviously his form's been bad for Chelsea. But you've got Mendy in goal. I think it's Idrissa Gane in centre mid. Like, and then you've got Mane up top. Like it's a good spot. Hell of a name. Yeah, it's a, that is a football name right there. Because didn't, he didn't have Ghana <laughs> the first time round, did he? When he was at Everton, then he went to PSG and came back with the Ghana, if I remember correctly. So, so but, he went. He went to PSG with the Idrissa nah, Gane. Ghana, man. With it. I, oh, did I, he? I don't think I ever heard it. I just like when he came I, back. I think, it was like, I think he's yeah. always had it. Still, yeah, I think he's always had it. Yeah, yeah I used to call him Ghana, Ghana even. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's on oh, me man. then. Yeah, generally, I thought like he went to BSG and then all of a sudden he's come back and he's just using the Ghana. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna call you out on it. Um, and then the final team, Ecuador. Like Ecuador, I was looking at their qualifying record and undefeated at home. Took five wins in the Copa America draw, well, not the South American qualifying, I should say, and they managed to take Brazil and Argentina for draws. Like they've got, they are not fools, man. They've, they've got that a bit, and they've got some good players. Like you look at Casido from Brighton, who's obviously impressing. Hinkapi, who is getting the game time at Bayer. Like they, they couldn't get past the round of sixteen. But considering what Senegal are going through, like 
they could easily make that, I think. Most, most like South, South American teams are just athletes, isn't it? They're like shit houses and they're just aggressive. You, you always just kind of know the style, isn't it? You never really want to play any of them teams, to be honest. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they're ones for me where I just look at it and they, like, they seem like the team that will just shit house their one nils. Like, they'll, they'll just play solid and get that, that awful goal that they need to. And it'll be from someone that we wouldn't have heard about being like casual fans. And you'll just be like, oh, you've just managed to pull that out the back. Fair play. But that, I think when I look yeah. at Group A, I just think of an interesting group where you expect <laughs> Netherlands to do really well. And then you've just got three teams that you're waiting to see what happens. I think that's probably the best way. Um, but yeah, we'll move on. Group B. Now, fun fact about Group B, they're the only group to have all their nations in the FIFA Top 20. Yeah. Who, yeah, I saw that yesterday. That? Crazy. England. Yeah. Um, that's Group of Death, then. <laughs> <laughs> apparently so. Apparently so. But we, we, have to start with, we have to start with England, of course. This is going to be the biggest one. Um, right. Shalom, who's your biggest snub from this England squad and why? I think it's Emma Smith Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gotta be Tony. I'm finished. <laughs> Tony, yeah. Why? But yeah, Tony. Who, yeah. who would you have not I mean, taken in Tony's place? Maybe swap with Wilson. To be honest, I see why Wilson has been brought, but I think Tony, by virtue of his form and what he does and what he brings, and the fact he's very good at taking pens. You should bring him. Personally, I would. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Does anyone disagree? Because I'm, I'm personally on the exact same boat. I would have taken Tony. And for an extra point of being set pieces, we love a set piece, Cole. That is, mm-hmm. Tony is so physically dominant in the air. I think he would have added something new instead of Wilson, who likes to play on the shoulder. But yeah, does anyone else have a bigger one apart from that? I think that's the mo- that's the most obvious one. I think because it's too strange. Drew is biting his form. lip right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> Do you have someone else in mind? No. Yeah, he does. He doesn't want to say. No, say it. Say it. Do I? Yeah, nah, I agree. You know, but I, I just don't. I just the, the thing is, I don't. I just don't know if it's for Wilson. Maybe like one of the midfielders. Um, and then take no, no, four we're talking about Conor Gallagher versus um, what's his name? Um, the Liverpool new boy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, nah, that's but that was session of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like uh, Conor Gallagher for me this season hasn't done much to you know uh, warrant a place in this um, World Cup squad. But if if Southgate was really a buyer, he could have looked at Harvey Elliott, man, because I think he's been he's been thirty thirty so far. Even last year before his injury, even in that position, he's been, but, he's been decent to be fair. But I don't know, man. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe it's a bit too soon, isn't it, man? For me, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. on the. On the Wilson Tony point, like I can bet my life savings that Wilson will probably get injured at some point during the tournament, man. Because like that guy's fitness can never be relied upon, man. Like I'm sorry, so yeah, man. That that would have been a factor for me as well, man. Like Ivan Tony is like Iron Man, like he's always available for, for yeah. Brentford if, if he's not suspended. Did you guys hear that um, Mourinho's position on, on Tammy Abraham? Oh, was that, that a real quote? quote? Yeah. Was that real? That was, no, I want so was that a real quote? That's the question. Was that actually a real quote? Because if it is, then let's let's discuss that. That is funny. I, w- I would not put it past him, man. He has a lot of quotes that don't look real. <laughs> what, what, what was the quote? Sorry, I missed that. 
No, he said something that um, Gareth Southgate said. Um, Abraham isn't playing in playing well, playing in the in the competitive. They say playing well, and because of that, he needs to go to the English FA and tell them that he's blocking his chances, and he rather go represent Nigeria. And he he basically That's called him. He called the the. He said the, it's a quality. Whole thing was a a racist a racist. Yeah, basically called not yeah. calling Southgate racist, but the decision overall decision being racially charged it's that's what the quote was insinuating and that's why i was questioning whether it was real or not because um Mm. yeah he then went on to say yeah um if he had known then he would have like may said uh should have chosen to to play for nigeria or something but nigeria aren't even in the world cup so that i mean the credibility of the the quote i don't know man i agree yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. I think the the way I look at this England squad, I think for the most part, Gareth's done a pretty good job. I think when we think about these um, selection dilemmas or where he's gone wrong, I think it is not necessarily fringe members, but I, I think if we all sat here and named the starting 11, I think we've all got, I'd say, seven members, probably the exact same. Then you've got the occasional one that's changed, but I'd say even like the first 16 to 18 are pretty nailed on. So you are doing for people on the fringes, and that's where I'm guessing Southgate's probably gone with a lot more of like quote unquote people he trusts. And like he needs to make that work, but we'll, we'll see if he does. His first game is against Iran, who have had their selection issues of their own, but not necessarily because of formal fitness, but because of a revolution going on in their country. I think it's their star striker as Moon has come out in favour of the Iranian revolution regarding women's rights and whatnot. And a lot of commentators in Iran were actually, and political activists were actually saying they shouldn't be going because of the opinions they've expressed. But Carlos Kiroz and Zeta gone, nah, you're right, I will take my best players no matter what they say. So congratulations to him. Like Iran's defense is stupidly good. They will just play five three two, and they are that I, that first game, lads, is going to be a poor. Fam, don't don't get don't get Iran twisted, man. I've said this time ago, but I've seen I've seen a couple of games of them. Don't do not get them twisted because their attack um, as Moon that we're talking about and uh, Mehdi Taremi from Porto. They are certified strikers, in yeah. it? And then you've got also Jan Bax, the winger, that used to play for Brighton, but he's at final. He's not in the best of form, but he's still, you know, a, a, a threat. So, yeah, man, they've they, they got a lot of um, players in that have also um, European experience, um, strong defence, like, um, like um, Jake said. So, I think this will be a tough test, man, and it, it will not be a walkover for England whatsoever. I think so as well, but <clears throat> more from the perspective that England usually take a couple of games to get into tournaments number one, and they rarely ever smoke like the minnows in these major tournaments. I find like they're always like close games. Like I remember, um, was it the twenty ten World Cup? Obviously, the USA weren't really as prominent back then as they are now, and it was obviously a close game. Algeria game again. That that was another close game. So, I mean. There's been a, there's been a, there's been a couple of games uh, over the years, but yeah, man. I mean, I'm not I'm not holding my breath on like a on like a big score to be honest, man. I think I think it will just be like a a close one nil if I'm honest. Mm. Yeah, 
I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Well, you mentioned the US. They're our third team in the group. And this is a really young squad, I think. Like, it's getting a lot deeper. Like, you think USA are hosting the next World Cup in 2026. So, I think they're getting themselves ready for that and trying to get their team as good as possible. So, I don't expect them to do much in this one. But, of course, you've got Captain America, the LeBron James of soccer. That is Pulisic captaining their team. Then you've got Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, Brennan Aronson... Anthony Robinson, Giovanni Reina, like it's a solid collection of young talent. I think, like on paper, you'd probably say in this group they'd be the second most talented, and they are the current Gold Cup holders. Like I don't know if you boys watched it. I think it was last year or the year before, but those games against Mexico were terrific. But for me, it just feels like it's a year or two, well, a tournament too early for them. Like, I don't know if you agree, Pres. Yeah, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there, man. I think. They have really good pieces that, you know, if you look at the future um, and their potential, they, they could be a, a real threat in a, in a few years' time and maybe for in time for the World Cup that they're hosting. But, yeah, for now, I think their aim will probably be to try and get out of the group, um, but it, it will probably be difficult with the other uh, three teams, um, England, Wales, and, of course, Iran. But, yeah, you have to look at them on paper and think, you know, they actually have a lot of talent that play in Europe at the moment as well, um, at a, at a high level. So, you know, clearly the, I guess the, the talent pool within the, U, the, the US players or the, the US team is, is, is growing and is continuing to get stronger and they have depth as well. So yeah, let's see how they are by, um, by the time they host their, their World Cup. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then last, maybe least, we don't know yet. I don't think they will be is Wales. It is their la- it is their last soiree for a certain Gareth Bale. He's gone from helping LAFC to win their supporters shield to now come and play with well and Ramsey as well. Can't forget Ramsey and then other stalwarts like Chris Gunter and Wayne Hennessy. Um <laughs> like I I see the the way I see this group going is that like England and USA are gonna try and dominate the ball, whereas Iran and Wales are gonna try and hold all the pressure and do, try and deal with that before breaking on the counter because you've got someone like for Wales, Dan James, who if you give him that little bit of space, he can just run simply past you. But at the same time, like this team, like, I don't know if you boys watched it, but in their qualifying like knockout games, they just got battered and they required, they required Wayne Hennessy to do his best Buffon impression. So I don't know about you, Toast, but I don't actually, I don't see him getting out the group this time, even though I do think they will travel well, especially support-wise. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, man. Um, I think for the, the last couple of years, obviously them getting to, what was it, Euro 2016, it was like, oh, yeah, we finally got another, um, Br- is it British Isles team, could I call it, uh, qualifying for a tournament. But, hey, man, it, it's pretty much still like the same, <laughs> the main same guys really flying the flag for Wales with like the likes of um, Ramsey and Gareth Bell. And I mean, obviously, Harry Wilson's still in the team as well. And then some of the, some of the, I guess, outside players like your Brennan Johnsons, your Kiefer Moores, Dan James, decent players. Well, but what what do you man think of Brennan Johnson, by the way? Just sort of him as a player and his his time in the Premier League from what you've seen. Ah, uh, man, I like him. <laughs> yeah. I like him, but I don't love him. I I, I think I, he tops yeah. out as being like a like a thirteenth or fourteenth Prem team. They guessed like, him. I've, 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I've I've been a bit disappointed from kind of what I've seen this year, considering like the numbers that he kind of put up in the championship. To be honest, but um, at the same time, man, I don't know. I think like I just think. Um, Do you see something? For, uh, <sighs> if I'm honest. <laughs> I've actually probably seen more from Gibbs White this season than I've seen from Brendan Johnson, to be honest. Like Gibbs White has been like been playing well. Um he's obviously popping up with a, like a few goals. Um a, a few more goals this season. I mean, I think I think there's still a player there, and I know he's obviously very young. I just for me, do not in the forest as a whole are like a poisoned chalice, should I say? Like this whole like just buying twenty two man and just putting them all out to play, mm. it's it's mm. not good for anyone because there's no cohesion. I'm not seeing any consistency, and I think that's reflecting badly on a lot a lot of the players, to be honest. So, yeah. like, yeah, man. So, yeah, right now I've not been that impressed by Brennan Johnson and it, man. If I'm honest, well, we'll have to see if this big tournament is where he decides he's going to pop off a bit. But that's Group B. We'll move on to Group C aka Argentina and the rest of them. Um, I, Drew, you are the messy stan that is here today. He broke his international duck with the Copper America. Obviously, I think that was the first time really you saw him actually have somewhat of a squad behind him, back him up, instead of just give the ball to Messi and see what he can do with it. Do you think they can back him up enough at a World Cup? Because this is a higher level and there are much bigger teams and much more of them now. Let me just say, man, I trust Lautaro Martinez more than I trust Higuain, man. So, with that, I we're think still, we're like, still doing this that, Argentinian yeah? team got <laughs> a genuine... <laughs> this Argentinian team got a genuine chance of, of, of going far in this tournament, man. I truly believe that. I think from top to bottom, they've got a certified team. Um, and, yeah, I think it would just depend on their, like, their route. So, it, it I guess it's like a little bit of luck that they would need um, in terms of the teams that they would face. They've got a pretty easy group, I think. So, yeah, I'm tipping them to 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 be one of the favourites, man. They have the team for it. And even like backups, like bench players as well. So, this is a strong squad, man. Strong shit. Yeah. I mean, I get that because I look at this group and you see Saudi Arabia who... They haven't qualified for the last 16 since 1994 when they first qualified for the World Cup. Their team has no goals in it. So they had 10 qualifying games. They only scored nine goals. Like that's, that, yeah. I don't think they do anything. I think they get battered every game, to be quite frank. You've got Poland, which are possibly the most one-man team in this tournament <laughs> with Lua. Like, and don't get me wrong, if you're going to have one-man leading your team, Lua's probably a very good choice at the moment. But I, I think he is going to have to drag that squad past Mexico, who always reached around 16. So I looked this up. Since 94, they have always, though every single tournament, they've got to the round of 16. Never further, never less. So, Free no, man. Free yeah. no. Yeah, soccer, so, so, <laughs> soccer heritage, man. <laughs> that Free Mexico no, team, bro. Getting but, a yeah. project, Guillermo Ochoa. Like, he's just going to pull Ochoa. off one disgusting <laughs> performance where everything oh he's still local he's still local yeah. boy. nobody still knows local. where the guy plays club football but for international thing he always hey. plays local <laughs> don't be first on the plane are you sick <laughs> <laughs> but, plays uh, yeah, for a team I, called I, America 
130 caps. Shout out him, man. Mazza. Yeah, I, I don't. What it wasn't 2018, was it? It was 2014 where he was. He was. He was unbeatable, but at the same time, it never looked like he made like a great like fingertip save. But it was always the ball just hit him somehow. I I don't mean to disrespect him, but it, it was always he was in the right spot. Don is Yeah, <laughs> uh, still living on that now. But yeah, I think that group that comes down to Mexico versus Poland. <laughs> Whoever wins that game gets second. The other one will have to sit out the rest because Saudi Arabia finishing fourth and Argentina are, rob- are whomping it. Um. Yeah, I'm seeing nine points for Argentina, man. 100%. Yeah. On a calm thing. <laughs> group D. France. Right. So, so I want you to go through this. The depth in this France squad is disgusting. Like, <laughs> do they actually have any weak spots for you? Or is it just a simple case of the only way France don't win this tournament is if they get in their own way like the French like to do? See Zidane 2006 <laughs> or... Benzema Rabio 28 or last at the Euros. Hey man, <laughs> the, you know what? <laughs> the weak spot in the France squad is actually the goalie. You know, I can't lie. I know it's a bit of a yep. cop out, <laughs> but, yep. but when you look, when you, I mean, I'm assuming Lloris will be number one. And if you look at the the depth of this team, it's actually disgusting. Like when you, when people are talking about the favourites, hella names are getting thrown out. But then if you actually just remember who. France are taken to this tournament. It's crazy, man. It's actually crazy. Like, and obviously, Benzi, Ballon d'Or winner, Kylian, top five in the world, and Kunku playing out of his mind this season. Like, um, obviously, the Madrid boys in the midfield, uh, the, the the defense picks itself really. And it's, yeah, man, it's Loris. Really, we 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 all know that he's been suspect over the years, man. So. Yeah, yeah, Jake, man. It, it's the goalkeeper, really. But realistically, yeah, man, it, it, they'll, they'll have to beat themselves. Toast, does Saliba Toast. start for you? 100%. 100%. And, and like, say what say what you want to say about, like, um, the rest of, like, the centre-backs in the squads. Like, obviously, the Rafa Varane, the Konate, Upamakano, and whoever, whoever else they brought. But for me, just based on form, based on confidence, it would be criminal for Saliba not to start. But, He's a, he's a young man. He's 21 years old. So, like, if the Shumps thinks it's too soon, I hear it. But I would be shocked based on just how he's playing, like, that, for him not to start. It's going to be Varane and someone in it. So, yeah. 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 I, I want to throw a spanner um, here. So, sorry, I mate. Say, I want to... Um, with, with... No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're saying that, obviously, France are one of the favourites, etc. But... I think what Jake said, I think that, that this might this might happen to them, you know, like they might they might shake themselves. A la 2008 mm. Euros, 2002 World Cup. Because um, if you remember, France, they are not in the greatest form as a team, including the Nations League, if you remember. Similar to England, like they've, they've been on a very poor form and they also kind of like dragged their feet into qualifying for this particular World Cup as well. So... I don't know, man. If they can turn it on for this particular tournament, then fair enough. Um, they're missing, you know, we can say a lot about Paul Pogba and, and what what he has done for in club football. Not so much, but he's important for this French team, man. And 
not having Agreed. him, I think we will we will actually see the difference. Even like with United, like in the beginning stages, not having him, you you see the difference in it. So I think you know yeah. we should not underestimate Pogba's role in this particular French team. So I think I, it, for me personally, it remains to be seen what France will do um, in this particular tournament because as of late, I've not been impressed with them. And then yeah, they yeah. They've not been in the greatest form. Let me so, but, let me but in that, your okay, point. Yeah, go, go miss. Yeah, sorry. Quickly, we've, we've players like Kamavinga, Guendouzi, Tuchimini. Uh, these guys, do they have World Cup experience? Um, am I right in saying this is their first World Cup? Yeah, yeah for right. some of them, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so to me, when you when Tog says the the keeper is their weakest link, I think experience wise, yeah. looking at their midfield. Mm-hmm. The midfield. So I would be, I would be, my bet if I was a say an opposition manager is to really focus on that midfield, especially when they come against better midfielders. So that's that's one the, of my issues. With the, mo- the, the most experienced midfielder in this French French team is Adrian Rabiot, and he is not Rabiot. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. He's he's a, he's a nobody basically. So probably the best <laughs> yeah. one is like the best one is Charmaine. And I would love to see a Charmaine Fofana Kamavinga midfield, but boy, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to go. We can see easily a 2002 remontade, the same thing that happened in 02, where everyone thought France was going to be the overwhelming favorite, and they got yeah El Hajj Juf, and the rest is history, man. I I think looking at this group because you've got Tunisia, right, and. Ever since they appointed their new manager at the end of 2021, start of 2022, the only time they've lost is against Brazil. And they've managed to beat Chile and Japan, which are not like, I mean, Japan are at the World Cup. Chile are, they've got a good couple of big names. They're not unfortunately here. Like they've got that positive momentum, but I don't see them challenging France. You've got Australia who set the world record, no, sorry, the World Cup record of 11 straight wins in qualifying in this campaign. But that was in their weaker one, like I think when they do Oceana, because as soon as they got to the tougher one where they went into Asia, they had one win in seven. So I think those two, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, they're wet, Denmark, man. Yeah, you've got friends who have got Denmark in that group. And you just spoke about it, like a more experienced midfield. I mean, you look at that Danish midfield and you've got Ericsson, who is showing new life in that double pivot at United and really Hoiberg. boosted his momentum. You've Thank you, mate. You've got Hoiberg, who... Is enjoying a pretty good campaign for Spurs right now. You remember yeah. him at the Euros? He was picking out balls left, right, and center in that team. They have Correct. got talent across the pitch. Like delaying yeah. that, that midfield. That, that their midfield selection is yeah. brazy. That is brazy. Yeah. Looking at it now, mad. I mean, when I when I look at that, when I look at this World Cup, and I think who is a dark horse that shouldn't be? It's Denmark. Like I, we always think of Denmark as someone that's like, yeah, they're good to pretty good but they'll get to the quarters max. And it's like, I look at Denmark and think they could easily get semis. Not easily, but like they have the talent to get there. And they have a team that is strong across the board. Like, I I think that France-Denmark game is going to be a fantastic game. Yeah, that'll be a good watch. 2-0 Denmark. Agreed. Oh, there we go, Drew. I like it. I like Not it. No bad shout, actually. Two no Denmark, man. You can just you can just see it. Denmark score and then France press, and they just beat them. On France, the France, France struggles against these type of teams, you know. So let's see, man. But yeah. it depends if they turn if France turn it up because they have a young squad in there. And if they just get excited and they turn it up in this tournament, it will be long for everyone in it. So I don't know, man. 
I'm not throwing my hat out there for France personally, but they should get out of this group, man. Um, we'll go to the next group. I think when this group was drawn, a lot of people went group of death immediately. So it's Spain, Germany, Japan, and Costa Rica. Since then, um, like so, Japan since 2018, last World Cup, they've only got two starters still in that Japan team. Like they have com- undergone a complete transformation. And that one of those starters is a 36-year-old Maya Yoshida. Like that's a throwback <laughs> name right there to Premier League heritage. <laughs> and then you've got Costa Rica. Since 2021, middle of 2021, when they employed their new coach, they've used 77 players. And that's including 22 debutants. So I think much like Group D, you've got two teams that are just a lot younger. And you've got Spain and Germany, right? Now Spain and Germany for Is me, Joel though. Campbell still there? Come on, my guy. <laughs> he is still there. Shout out my shooter. <laughs> He's still there. Joel Campbell. What a guy. Yeah, he is, oh mad. I was not expecting that name to come out. Next, is it Brian Ruiz? Is he still about? Oh, my yeah, God. He, yeah, he is. He, he, he hung it up, he man. Is. No, he's about <laughs> mad. He's a wow. Player. He's playing for some <laughs> random team name like Aluayel. He, he, he must be pushing 40 by now, man. Bro, 37. That's mad. Bloody hell. Modern medicine's great, lads. How Brian Oviedo. <laughs> I mean, it's Costa Rica, man. There's about 100 men that have played, that have become pro in like, the last 20 years, man. What do you expect, just, man? Come just on. might as well bring... Harlow one shot. I like bring, bring him back into the fold, man. <laughs> you can give it a young 10 minutes off to... <laughs> <laughs> but, right, you, you look at this Spain and Germany, yeah, and obviously when you think of Sp- Spain and Germany, you think World Cup winners, you think they're going to be dominating to the last stage, but... I think they're both very weak teams in certain places, like, and it's the both the same places. It's fullback, like Spain are still trying out Dave and well, Alba at right and left back. Now I love Dave, but he should not be starting a World Cup game for Spain. And yet, he, there's a very real chance that him and Alba could be starting. You've got Germany who have got players like Gosens who was going to get kicked out, and Tilo Kiro might be starting at right back for Germany, and then. Both of them, you look at strikers, like, who's Spain's top striker? Gerard Moreno? Alvaro Morata? Like, they're not strikers that other teams are going to look at and think, <laughs> okay, he's guaranteed a goal, we're down 1-0. Germany, yeah. it's Kai Havertz up top. Now, I know Kai is a lot better for Germany than he is for Chelsea, or at least more consistent, I think you can say. But again, that's still not a striker that you think, okay, we are going to be up against it today. So... It's that game as well. That's a really interesting game because I think there's two teams that want to be progressive, that they want to press you, they want to dominate the game, but there's obvious weaknesses to address and attack, and they might be that little bit null, nullified up top. I don't know if anyone disagrees with me there, but it, they look like the big names that could flop for me personally. Hmm. Jake, thoughts on. Timo Werner, do you think he has? Because I'm looking at the the list of strikers, he's not in. Or even midfielders. He got injured. Do you think he? he oh, he got injured. injured ah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Ah, yeah. My okay, cool. Now go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I mean that that's that's the way I see I see that group. I think Spain and Germany qualify quite easily, but they're the names that soon. I think there'll through. be a surprise, man. I think yeah. one of them are going home. Or Costa Rica. Yeah. Well, from they're not making it out. I the think, group. Well, yeah, I think either. Uh, yeah, one of them are not making it out, man. Mad. On paper, so who but, else? You know, who will be the surprise team? Japan. 
I'm going to say Spain and Costa Rica will go through. Germany, Japan will, will stay at home. I mean, Costa Rica <laughs> on form, seven games in the qualifiers, they got 19 points. Like, they finished wrong. Like, so. Nah, I, mean, I don't I, see I, it, man. I get it. I don't hate the show. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at the I Japanese think... um, midfielder. That Mitoma is, is on form. So you have Minamino could do something. Uh, so I guess Cooper is the biggest threat, right? Nah, nah. Yeah, the the thing was with the football. the thing with Japan is the lack of pace and power, man. It's 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 just it's, it's just it's damning, man. It's just technical ability on passing, boy. Yeah, they got nah, tech. Man. Yeah, they got nah, tech. Nah, nah. For me, um, like Spain and Germany, Tommy obviously Asu. they're not. They say Shaolin Shocker, man. They were. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> if I speak and um where was I? Uh Spain, yeah. We obviously know Spain and Germany aren't what they were of like the the late twenty tens, early the late two thousands, late twenty tens era, but they'll have enough to get through in my opinion, man. Yeah, I just don't see yeah, enough from Costa Rica and Japan to see them yeah, getting more points than either one of the, the two European giants, man. Have have you guys ever considered also the weather there, and if like the European countries can handle it? That's 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 things you have to big. put into consideration, so, man. So it's who, going to be big. To what, to whose benefit then? To whose benefit? What country? Costa Rica. Would Costa, deal the Costa the Rica players. Will benefit. The warmer so countries Costa will benefit Rica, for sure. Argentina, maybe Brazil. I mean, most of them play in Europe, in it, but those that are base, boy. Hey, Sorry, Jake, I, think... I, I, I get where Drew's coming from because a lot of people say like the heat, even like right now, I know it's November for him, but it's like, it's not insufferable, but it is like after 15, 20 minutes of being outside, you're, you're feeling the heat. So you Boiling. want players yeah. that are more adapted to it. So I, I think someone like England could struggle purely because of that. Whereas, yeah, someone like Costa Rica, because they are more quote unquote adapted to that heat they could benefit a lot more. But then does that come into it when you think of just elite conditioning these days? It's it's definitely something mm. to ponder. And it's those those fine margins that can ultimately at this level decide games. So I'm here for that personally. Like it could, it's, it'll be more of a factor than we realize. I think that'll be it. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Right, we'll move on. Tulsi, you were going to say F. something. Oh, sorry, go for it, Tulsi. Um, yeah, no, just a very quick point surrounding... The heat. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like obviously lots of teams, and I don't. I don't know how comparable this is, but I know obviously a lot of teams do like warm weather training quite consistently whenever there are like breaks um, in seasons at the obviously um, during preseason as well. So I don't know, man. I, I mean, while I, while I get it, and I think it would, it could have some influence. I always just feel like as well, like the tech should win out in a way like the better teams sure. will just find a way man like over yeah, the 90 yeah, yeah. minutes to, to to get to get the win you know so I, I i wouldn't if teams are trying to rest on their lows that ah yeah yeah we're used to the heat they're still hey man i don't know man but yeah that's just <laughs> obviously not like that man <laughs> not like that not like that man but in terms of like fine margins it, it can have a factor that's all i'm saying but not like yo if Morocco it. will spin Brazil because of the heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. In that. Say nothing. Well, Morocco might not be able to beat Brazil, but in their group, they've got Canada, 
who have you seen this boys they haven't got a new kit for this tournament like they've, they've had to use their old kit from last year because they didn't agree if i think it's nike who make their kit like they've just gone yeah you haven't got it in no deal so you're using your old kit which i think is just hilarious at this level that's bad to get a new one um <laughs> isn't it? You've got Croatia, who obviously World Cup finalists last time round. They still have outrageous strength, like that centre mid trio of Modric, Kovacic, and Prozovic. I think stands up with anyone, but they are now four years older. It doesn't seem like they'd be able to breed that much new talent through bar someone like Gavardio. And then you've got Belgium, who are still calling up Toby Alderville, still calling up <laughs> Torian. Eden Hazard is still getting a chance in that team. Mm. I, I think that that group, and then you obviously have Morocco with, who have called up Hakim Ziyech. You've got Hakimi, so that right wing is genuinely quite good, you'd think. Well, Ziyech is shit, but maybe it won't be. Um, th- that group, I that group I think would be the closest group for me. Like in terms of yeah. just sheer points, like it could it could easily come down to the final game week from first, second, third, and fourth. Yeah, agreed. So I don't. Yeah, we will see. We will see classic games in this group, just, man. I think. Fuck. Yeah, I I I think they could be high scoring as well. Like you look at someone like Canada who don't have much defensive prospects, but you have got Jonathan David, and they push up Alfonso Davis to be in left wing, and he's fortunately recovered enough to get into the squad from injury like I I don't have a lot to say about it because Belgium like Belgium for me just are maddening times the the names disappointing the names are a madness like when you deep it but like it's funny because no one's really talking about Belgium as like the dark horses or a threat this year like they have in previous years but it's more or less the same squad if, if we're being honest i mean so are you guys do you, do you guys think it's, it's worrying that man, belgium yeah what how are they naming the same defenders like they're old there is i'm worried if if i'm a if i'm belgian i'm worried the defenders god damn toby alderweld royal antwerp <laughs> like come on yeah. all right I mean, right, that's cool. what I'm thinking. Like, they play Canada, and you've got Alderweireld, Vertonghen. I'm surprised Vermaelen isn't called up. At this <laughs> but you've got, like, those <laughs> two guys who are at the very end. That mismatch right there. Uh, like, if Canada can pull off a counter or two, like, that could easily be a dub for them. And then, totally, I agree with where you're coming from. Do we really get that surprised over it? Yeah, like, I can see how that's happened. I don't know. Like, I, I hope that is the group of chaos, and I think that's probably the most likely. We'll move on. Group G, Brazil. Tournament favourites. Someone, please argue against it, because I, I can't anymore. I, I, I keep, I've kept trying to, and then the squad got announced, and I don't see a position. I look at them and go, yeah, that's what. I, like, you are weak there. I think some places they might be average fullback, really, especially left back. But I don't. I mean, I look at Brazil and think like that attacking lineup is just outrageous. I mean, Drew, we've got a Neymar that's motivated. You've got Richarlison, Rafinha, Gabi Jesus, Vinny Junior. 
I Rodrigo, I am missing out names. I know I it's am. It's a joy. It's Asia. a joy to behold. Anthony, that, Vinicius Junior, Pedro, Junior, Pedro, Smart. and yeah. R nine, the new R nine as well. Um, I don't want and to Martinelli, up. who no one like, knows that, about. That's why I see from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Shalom. Right, I knew I was missing. <laughs> there we go. But like, can does anyone? I, I put them as my favourites. If I if I was putting everything that I had on someone, I'm putting it on Brazil. Is anyone like we've discussed most of the main names? Is anyone disagreeing with that, or are we all on the Brazil train right now? I think on paper the only one, the only team that measures yeah. up to them is France. Yeah, facts, man. And even, yeah, and even the then, <laughs> even then, I, I, I would even just tip Brazil if we're going player for player. But, yeah. yeah. How would it line up, up in midfield? But in their group, out of you've got Casemiro, Paqueta, Fred, right, which I, I Tavares, not amazing, but for Brazil, it's pretty good. Yeah, like. Gamares, like they've they've got talent throughout that squad, and it's just mind numbing at times. But they've, I right. So in their group, they've got Switzerland, who I think they're much like Denmark. I think they deserve a lot more credit than they're actually being due. Like they topped Italy's group, of course, won the Euros. In the Euros, they beat France in that comeback game. We all remember, like that was a fantastic. That was probably the game of the Euros. You've got Serbia, who topped Portugal's group. And if they can carry on their fantastic form, they may not be able to beat Brazil, but they're going to give them a run for their money. But they are relying on Mitch to score their goal. He's going to that yeah. World Cup hobbling. You've got Cameroon, who Rigobert Song didn't actually know how to pronounce all of his squad's name and had to consult <laughs> his advisors in his announcement preference as to who he had and had not selected and why. So, <laughs> I think you can safely say they'll be the winners of the group. But, again, like, I know Brazil are probably going to top that group quite easily, but Serbia-Switzerland game, it's not the highest name, but it's very entertaining, like, very entertaining, very dark. Bro, <laughs> That's a much better way to put that. F- fun fact, bro, um, 25 out of 26 um, Serbia players' name ends in itch. So... That's that's real. That's real, like soccer heritage, right there, man. I'm Just looking forward to what. I'm look. I'm looking forward to what they're gonna do, man. Um, Serbia. I'm excited because they've yeah. they've got a good team as well. As in, as in, if you're if you're picking from that 26 and 11, you can put in a decent 11 that 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 will match up with a lot of teams. So, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what they will do. I agree. And then, finally, uh, Group H. Group H, we've got. Portugal, now. Tough group, man. CR7. Tough group. CR7, is he going to blow up his country's chances like he's tried to do for United? Prez. <laughs> I'm not speaking on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not speaking on that just yet, mate. We need toast, toast. Anything from you, fella? I think Jake said Prez, and if you don't mind, so... <laughs> 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 I, I respect that lad. I respect that. But I think, I, I'll, I'll move on from CR7. When do you think of Portugal? I think they are the tournament team. I think they will just win games 1 0. They will play disgusting football that doesn't flow, that doesn't make sense, but will work out. And they just they know how to progress in games. They have that, like, almost, you know, what England lacks games where it's like that know how that they're going to win. 
I think Portugal have that in their squad. They should play a lot better with the names that they have, but they just grind. That's all they do. They grind and will get through somehow. But this group is a phantom, is got again a lot of storylines because you've got Ghana, your boys, they've got a mixture of young talent. You're looking at Tariq Lamptey, you're looking at Mohamed Kudus, you've got Partey to who is in fantastic form, as we're all well aware, anchoring the middle. But then, am I right in saying this? They have some semi-pro players, essentially, from the Ghanaian League that have been called up as well. <laughs> Please tell oh, me that's a joke. I mean, <laughs> and, and one of the goalkeepers as well. I mean, it, it's a joke, man, because like there's a lot of, even like, in, in like the in like the championship, like someone like a Jeffrey Schlup, it wasn't they didn't get a call up. But you're you're calling up someone from the Ghana Crazy. Premier League. Like, are you are you <laughs> yeah, kidding what me? What happened with that? And and Schlup can kick ball as well. Like, I, when I saw that, I was, what I was happened? Baffed. Bro, apparently the manager. This is the rumor that's flying around. But the manager wanted to call up Schlup, but the Ghana FA for some reason they have a problem with Jeffrey Schlup, and they were like. Yeah, Schlup can categorically not roll with us. So again, polit- politics agenda is is annoying me because I thought we would we would have kicked that out with the new the new regime that's in the Ghana, yeah, in the GFA. So yeah, it's 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 very annoying. But um, I'm also annoyed that both of the Ayu brothers are coming as well. It's about time, especially Jordan. <laughs> I can handle Andre to be honest. Because he's a very experienced, level-headed guy, but Jordan Ayew, I mean, the criminal criminality that he was doing at the 2014 World Cup against Germany, I will never forget that. So, yeah, I don't want to see him do it, make any minutes. But they may as well bring they may as well bring their dad at this point. You know, the fact that that both Ayew brothers are still in the tournament is is, is a madness. (laughs) In itself, man. I yeah, just. <laughs> 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 but you've got you've got South Korea. Who, if Poland are probably the mat, the team by one man, South Korea going to be second with Son Young Min, and it, I mean even him. Like he said, he's going to be absolutely fine from his fractured eye socket, but that has to be a level of concern going into that tournament with because I. I think I could name maybe one other player from that South Korean squad. So, and he is a national hero over there. Like he has his own football academy. So it will be interesting to see how well he does, especially given that this season he has been in poor form. And then you've got Uruguay, who again seem to be a very good tournament. Side. And you you think of that spine for Uruguay. You've got Jose Maria Jimenez at centre back. You've got Ben Tancor, who we have discussed. That detail in this pod playing it absolutely fantastically for Spurs, and then that strike duo of Darwin Nunez and Luis Suarez like that's a side that can damage anyone. I think one uh, one cannibal so. and one drill rapper. How can I be? <laughs> How can I be homophobic? <laughs> Jake, Yo, did, you, did I mean, you say Valverde as well? They are dark horses oh, as well, man. Federico, oh, yeah. I, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God, I, that, that is bad. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, My dog Lucas Torreira as well, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. it is a side that I again like. They, you don't think of them as outright contenders, but someone like a Denmark or a Switzerland, 
they deserve to have a little bit more coverage and a little bit more rankings than they actually do right now. But again, boys, it's going to be a cracking World Cup. The more we speak about it, the more I am ready for it to start now. And I've told my manager that I'm going to be going to three screens. One screen will permanently have the World Cup during the day because I am going to have to be locked in. I will be watching every game as I'm sure you boys will be whenever you get the chance. Uh, it's World Cup time. Let's let's get on it. Let's just let's just enjoy it for what it is. Let's get it, lads. Let's get on it, man. And then, yeah, Excellent. we can all celebrate England winning and get another bank holiday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give it to Ghana, man. Let them, <laughs> let them man get bank holiday out there. Oh, over my dead body, man. <laughs> <laughs> this this pre- this present is Ghana agenda, yeah. <laughs> You're a fool, man. Bro, Let that man get. A guy's playing for a Say less, man. <laughs> hey, that's that's Kumasi, that's Kumasi's finest club, man. Respect it. <laughs> uh, listeners we're going to be ramping up the content, so we are going to be going to essentially two episodes a week, especially for the group pages to get you guys reviews of every half of the group stage as and when we go so you're going to be hearing a lot more from us so make sure you're staying locked in socials are going to be a lot more uh, active so we'll be engaging with you so please do try and keep up and yeah i hope you boys and girls out there enjoy the world cup as i know we're going to and we'll be speaking to you very soon peace 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 Hey, hi.